Welcome to the dark forest. Jack and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the dark forest. Uh, it's exciting. I'm back in my uh, my house. It's about 100 million degrees outside. Here's a scoop. I have a guest. It's exciting. But you know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com. The Twitter handle, of course, is at JackieCation. If you're following me, that's lovely. Anyway, there is some sort of Dork Forest pod at Dork Forest. Don't follow that. I got it because somebody in PR told me to get it, but I don't do anything with it. Anyway, so in other news, we have uh, the credits Patrick Brady fixes the audio. Mike Rickberg just sang the song you had just heard. He's going to sing again at the end. And Vilmos fixes the website. So those are the announcements. Other than that, of course, you can always donate. Feel free. Feel free to donate. Right? Right? Anyway. And then... uh <laughs> And then there's merch. There's the Ranger uh, logo shirt, which is very exciting. And then we have the new Dork Forest shirts by Brett Chambers that are green and brown. And um, there are Ranger magnets, and there are those T-shirts. You can get all kinds of stuff. Somebody or a pre-ordered a hoodie. You can order a hooded sweatshirt if you want. I'm going to have to order new Dork Forest T-shirts soon, so you might as well order a hoodie now because that's going to happen sometime in the next month or so when it isn't 100 million degrees out. Magnets. Uh, there's Ranger magnets. You can just send me uh, 2 bucks if you're domestic, 3 bucks if you are not. If you're from outside of the country. And then um, I did get some patches. I don't know. I was going to use them for super fans. I was going to mail them to everybody who donated 100 bucks. You were going to get a patch, like you earned a Ranger patch. And it's the Ranger that – it's the Dork Forest logo. It's the new logo, the new design, but with the word Ranger underneath it. <laughs> You're going to have to send me 5 bucks if you want that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to do some sort of tiered giving. This is the longest intro ever. Let's get to it. Sitting across from me, creator of Riot LA? Yeah. Okay, uh, creator of the uh, comedy festival coming up here in Los Angeles. She's a comic, turns out, does stand-up comedy, and um, and I like her. So let's welcome to the program Abby Launder. Hello. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. Um, <laughs> welcome I, to my house. Let's actually let's just get into it. Right, I'm not uh, I'm not performing in the festival. Actually, you're just running the damn I'm thing. I'm just right? running the damn thing. I actually I can have a sip of my ice coffee. You can have. A, <laughs> I um. When I started it back in November, the idea, I had not decided on whether or not I would be able to keep doing stand-up, and it was kind of one of those things where, to be completely... Emotionally? What happened? Why wouldn't you want to do stand-up comedy besides the fact that it is not always rewarding? It's, uh, I went to school for theater in Chicago. Okay. I've, I've been performing, you know, for as long as I can remember. Uh, but when I started doing this, the amount of feedback that we got initially and the amount of overwhelming like support i was like oh this is this for the festival yeah this is going to be something huge and right so uh, like i just it it ended up getting very very large and it's been the most work i've ever had in my entire life been great work right Um, what in what okay before we even get to your dorkdom because so far this has consumed your life since november did it just come up you're like i think there ought to be a los angeles comedy festival is that what it was Um, kind of Basically, here's how it went down. I when I moved to LA, I'm okay. When I moved to LA, let's do it. Let, Go. It's gonna get real emotional, people. Real Excellent. sappy, real gross. You know what's um, gonna happen? You're gonna dork out. It's gonna be real. Let's do I, this. I uh, I when I moved here, I moved here about three and a half years ago, almost four and. I, when I moved okay, here, we're I started 2008-ish, 2009-ish. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> and uh, it it was I started doing stand up and I really really loved it. But almost six months after I started doing stand up, I immediately started producing shows, and then I fell in love with producing. But I also did okay. stand up, and then after I remember you did my Genghis Cohen show a long I did. time ago. Genghis Cohen, best name of a restaurant ever, and uh, and they do occasionally have stand up comedy. They do occasionally yeah. in a very tiny church like room. Right, that little strange. ante room that's uh, that yep. has pews and uh-huh. it has pews. In yeah, a, in a Chinese restaurant, it has pews. A Jewish Chinese restaurant. <laughs> It's good for them. Yeah. Own it. Yeah. Um, only in L.A. But uh, <laughs> they, um, I did shows there. I did like bi-weekly for a year. And then after that, I produced this show in a warehouse downtown. And we like built the stage and all this kind of stuff. 
And then after that, I started producing Neighbors, which was in Echo Park. And um, so you really got sucked into I, I want to put on shows. Yes, very Andy also, Hardy you know, kind of. This is the, this is the thing though. Like you know how it is. You've been performing for so long. That's mm-hmm. all you've ever known. So mm-hmm. when you find something else that you're good at, somebody once told me a long time ago, if there's anything, anything else that you're good at besides acting, <laughs> do that thing because like <laughs> acting is just so hard. It's right. just the hardest thing. And stand up and comedy and just performing in general is super hard. Right. But when that's all you've done and that's all you've known and you're, you're for your entire adult life, like, if not longer, to think of not doing that, yeah, is the scariest transition that somebody can possibly ever make. So I thought of the idea a while ago, put it to bed. Okay. Because I was like, I can't. How would I? Why but would I, I do that? But it, I, and it also feels a little bit like giving up. Because there's a total element of giving up because of this guilt where you're like, oh, I guess I'm going to not be the star. I'm going to be the person behind. And you're like, yeah, uh, fuck that idea because that's not true. You know, right. I mean, the thing, especially if you love to do the other thing too. Like, it's I think about, I think about teaching. <laughs> I think about yeah. teaching sometimes because I know that, A, I would be very good at it. Yeah. And second of all, that I would genuinely enjoy it. Yeah. So I think about it. So I, and I don't, but there is that guilt. There's the guilt of, oh, well, I guess I didn't but believe you know, in myself it, enough. It's, it's, and ugh, that's what bothered me. About, and finally, I just let it go because I think there's like a stigma in, in LA specifically, but in the industry too, where it's like, oh, you've got to be. You've got to be a writer. You've got to like. There's so many things that you have to do, especially oh, like, a lot of hats or something. A lot of hats, but at the same time, when you tell somebody, "Oh, hey, I'm an actor and I'm a producer," they immediately think that you're a horrible actor. Oh, there's, like, right. A stigma that goes with, and so that was the thing that I didn't really want to happen either, because I was like, if this festival gets big or whatever, if it keeps going, I don't want to be that producer that's performing that's not up to par with the comedians oh. that I'm performing with. Right. And so well, I get I get where that comes from only because I know people who produce shows that aren't funny mm-hmm. and it's a it's a trap it's a terrible terrible trap so is is one of the reasons you're not performing in your own festival because you don't want the the stigma of that yes you're like um, well if I'm going to be standing <laughs> next to you know but. Let's let, let's just announce Bill Cosby's going to be there, right? Uh, yes, and uh, I think <laughs> Richard Pryor. I've brought him Richard, back Richard <laughs> and George Carlin. <laughs> yep, everyone holograms, just like at the, just like at that other. What was That'll it, be. Um, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, to to stand next to some of those people and to, and to book it, and you're like, well, but uh, there's another part of you that's like should also be. Well, I don't expect to be as good as these people. I don't expect to be as good as these people, but I also feel like if I'm the face of this festival, and if you saw me out one night at some oh. open and, and then they were like oh this is the person who's putting on this one. I'm not going to go to that like I like there's so many thoughts Jackie there are so wow many you are really you got a committee meeting going my on head. in your head but then at the same time but fair enough I mean I just it's one of those things where it's like I, I feel like so many times people are like, oh, but I have to do this and I can't stop doing this because if I stop doing this, then then I'm a failure and I've quit. There's no nobody ever talks about how, like, I decided to stop doing this for a little while so that I could do this. And then I came back to that. Right. That's not that happens. That happens. But you know that Dana Gould stopped doing stand up comedy for six years. Did he really? Yes. Was it after he got hired on The Simpsons? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he had he had he found another thing that he liked to do. Yeah. I mean, it's genuinely inspirational. I love Dan Cole. Yeah, he's, so he's the best. He's he's one of the best comics that have ever been. Yeah. So uh, the fact that he can go away and come back, mm-hmm. it should inspire you to go, well, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing is you can. And so let's tell people it's RiotLA.com. It's RiotLA.com, uh, the festival and the schedule. And what, yeah, and all what, that's, what are the dates for the festival? It's September 21st through the 23rd. It's uh, over 30 shows in two and a half days. Friday starts at 8 o'clock, so that's why it's a half day. Okay. And then Saturday and Sunday is all day. It starts at, uh, as early as 2 o'clock, and it goes well into the will wee hours. Will it just be shows, or will there be panels and There's movies? There's panels and podcasts and stand-up and, uh, awesome. things, and things like that. Not a couple of storytelling shows. You are. I'm super correctly. excited. Yeah. I'm very. The lineups here are really, really amazing, and yeah. they're all like really strong storytellers. And the KCRW event, I think, it's going to be really just. That's probably our our highest 
profile. The, yeah, the KCRW that. Unfictional. It's uh, that's that's the show that I did on KCRW, which is a storytelling show. Which is I heard it I, on the air. I was in the car the other day, and I heard, was it the oh, story the about your just, uncle, my uncle Tom, and the yeah, and the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And I was like, this is so weird. I'm driving. Uh, yeah, it's a great story. I love that story. It's that's the I one that believe. they were going to do. Who on, told you that though? I want to know. Like, did your uncle? Who told you that? Like, oh hey, by the way, your uncle, he uh, tried to murder. Or did you just find out? No, I was living news? through it. I lived you, through it because he so was the on the news. <laughs> Well, here's what happened. I was at college, and uh, I was at the University of Wisconsin, Madison, <laughs> and I got a call from my stepmother, and uh, and she was like, hey, uh, <laughs> your Uncle Tom's dead. And uh, I was like, what? And uh, she goes, and my quite honestly, my first response was, I'm okay with that. He was a dirtbag. He was not a good man. He was not a good man, and uh, he was very charming to a lot of people. A lot of people liked him. I did not. Uh, he yeah. was a bit of a grab ass uh, when I was a baby, when I was a child. So uh, I didn't like him. And uh, and then when he died, and I found out how he died, yeah. I was like, oh, that guy's an idiot. Yeah. And uh, and so Nancy told me, my stepmom told me that uh, that he had been embezzling from my dad, and he had been embezzling from everywhere. Everything he touched, he embezzled okay. from. And so that was the story, though, that I recorded for This American Life. Yep. That was going to be an hour and a half, and they didn't air it because uh, they wanted me. Ira Glass was like, well, let's call your Aunt Shelly now. And I was like, let's never call my Aunt Shelly. <laughs> why don't we let my Aunt Shelly alone? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, we need we need the other side. And so I threw my Aunt Pam under the bus and said, let's call my Aunt Pam, which is Shelly's sister and my stepmother, Nancy's sister. Okay. And and the funniest of the lot, quite honestly. I mean, the, Nancy's hilarious. And mm-hmm. then next, she's my favorite, yeah. it turns out, my stepmother of, of many years, who passed away a couple of weeks ago and mm-hmm. very sad. But uh, And then my Aunt Pam, who is her sister, her favorite sister, and the one she kept in touch with most uh, in her life, mm-hmm. and then um, and who I genuinely like the most. And I was like, we can call Pam. And Pam was awesome. 20 minutes of she talking about how charming Tom was and how much a jackass my dad is and how um, – <laughs> and then and then the re- I was like, that's plenty, you know, for Ira Glass. And he was like, mm. I still want to talk to Shelly. And I was no. like, Julia, why don't you call Shelly then? Because I don't, because Shelly's all right. There's nothing wrong with Shelly. Shelly's perfectly nice, she, but she's found the Jesus. Oh, and I don't have a lot Jesus. to say because her Jesus seems very, very grim. It isn't the happy <laughs> Jesus that I enjoy. And uh, I enjoy a more charming version of Jesus than right. she does. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you can call her. I'm not calling her. And then he goes, well, what about her kids? I know where her kids are. And I was like, the kids that were like 10 and 8 and 6 at the time? No. No. Why don't we leave them alone about their dad? (laughs) And so as much as I love Ira Glass, that guy is like, it's like being anywhere near him is like being inside a fucking panini grill and he's standing on top of it. (laughs) You're like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. So, but that's that's one of the storytelling ones I'm doing. And then the other, what's the other one I'm doing? Uh, The Moth. Oh, The Moth. The Moth, which I've never done. The Moth. Oh, really? Uh, The Moth is doing a story slam on Friday opening night, and I believe the the theme is um, dark side. The dark side. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Listeners of the Dork Forest will know that uh, Jackie Cation has a bit of a dark side. <laughs> so I'll uh, I'll have some go-tos on that, too. Yeah. Well, super fun. And then this will come out when it's announced, right? So can we announce or no? Should we just wait? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, no, we can announce. Okay. Um, like you just want me to say some headliners and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, just some headliners. Jackie Cation is headlining the come KCRD. On. <laughs> uh, Let's bring it. We have a couple of storytelling shows. Risk with Kevin Allison is also going to be there. Uh, we're going to have that. a live What the Fuck with Mark Marin. Oh, nice. A live You Made It Weird with pete holmes i just recorded one of those oh really yeah yesterday in san francisco how was it it was it was he uh he didn't make it weird he slightly <laughs> made it weird and then john glazer made it really, really weird. weird yeah that sounds about right and eric andre and myself it was one of the live ones oh great yeah um and then we have um we have like a, we have a lot of uh branded shows for lack of better terms we have set list uh that's okay. going to be doing oh, a I show Setlist. super Prevenza. serious show is going super to be doing serious. an awesome and show we have uh, Galmania, we have Improv for Humans, we have um, 
uh, Fox has a new late night animation program, so they're doing like a two o'clock slot. Um, I think it's on animated. Saturday. They're doing. They have a new animation. Um, it's like a late night. But they're doing like a live Axe Cop, which is an, a new animation program that they have. Okay. With a panel. Have you seen Axe Cop? I have not seen Axe Cop. Me neither. I've heard of Axe Cop, but yes. it sounds great. I have too. Uh, we have Channel One Hundred One doing something. We have. Uh, oh gosh, Eddie Pepitone's doing his LA premiere for The Bitter Buddha, so that's really, really <laughs> exciting. Uh, Eddie Pepitone always makes me happy. <laughs> Doesn't he? He does. He, and he's I love a bit him. of a self-help, self-help dork. He's been on the show. Oh yeah. Abby Lunder, uh, so people should go to Riot LA. They should follow yeah. it on Twitter at mm-hmm. Riot LA. Yeah. And then you, Abby, A-B-B-E-Y-L-O-N-D-E-R on Twitter as well. But let's talk about your dorkdom. At this point, here's my favorite line when I asked you about, we're actually talking on what you, you were, um, I believe I have a hard time dealing with the future, which is why I really like horoscopes. <laughs> yes. uh, I was like, who doesn't have a hard time dealing with the future? That is the best defense I, of horoscope love I'm I've ever heard. I'm such a horoscope nerd. I can't stop. The best one on the face of the planet what? is Susan Miller. Susan Miller. It's a monthly horoscope. It is so long. It is so detailed. And it what? is so dead on. Really? <laughs> Where is it published? Uh, it's just, it's astrologyzone.com. Okay. I swear to God, I better meet her after this. Um, okay. She's she's great. She does like you know readings around the city's town. Wrote a book, whatever. Um, Astrologyzone.com. Astrologyzone.com. I'm so addicted to this horoscope because it it's just it's a really it great. It, it doesn't. Uh, it's not pages, but it's definitely like I sometimes tend to you know 15 paragraphs long. Like it's long. Awesome. It's, it's really it's really really it's a really really long. But like and it's I, monthly. It is monthly, and like it's so, she's so popular that like when the horoscopes get like put put up on the first of the month, that the, okay. the website crashes. Really? <laughs> they'll be like, oh, sorry, we're working on it, we're working on it, and it won't go up until like later that day. So a lot of people do read her horoscopes; they're really great. So I mean, this is it's like when's your birthday? Uh, July twentieth. Oh, what are you? I can't. I'm, I'm a cancer. You're a cancer. Uh, unless uh, somebody paid attention to the how the stars are going, and now I'm. I think I'm a. Sagittarius oh no 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 no, 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 no! That thing didn't. That's not real. Nobody took that. No, <laughs> no, that, that, that never. No, took. no, 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 no. That okay. Never took. Uh, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a Capricorn. Uh, with, Capricorn. Yeah, December twenty right. second is when I was born, so I'm a Christmas baby. But I'm also on the cusp of Sagittarius. I'm like, on the cusp of Leo. I oh, guess. you have to read both of your horoscopes. Well, then you got to read both. <laughs> you have to read both. Sometimes Capricorn I get lazy and, and I don't read the other one because. Technically, I'm a Capricorn. Okay, and what's the other one? For me, Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Yeah. And what do they say about Capricorns? Uh, Capricorns, uh, they're very do-it-yourself. Oh, they're do-it-yourself. They're very do-it-yourself. Are they go-getters or are they self-starters? They're, go- they're go-getters, self-starters, okay. yeah. Um, a lot of Capricorns, I think, um, they're just very motivated and they work very hard. So that is uh, me through and through. They're very sensitive. That is also me. I am very sensitive. You know sensitive. what cancers are? Cancers are homebodies. Oh, yeah? yeah I'm a bit of a homebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> but Leo's outgoing. Uh, yeah, I am slightly outgoing as well. Uh, there it turns go. out. Yeah. What are Sagittarius? Um, you know, and I don't actually read up as I think uh, responsibility a little bit more on Sagittarius. I think they're calm, uh, things like that. They have a, a little bit more of like a peaceful demeanor, right? Um, but it's been. I, I just like I started reading this. I think back. Oh my gosh, like. When I first moved here, because when I first moved to LA, if we're going to get into it, uh, let's do it. I I had the worst two. I had the worst like year and a half to two years when I first moved here. Possibly, like if I would have known how hard it was to move to LA, I would have never moved to LA. And for that, I'm grateful because I'm really happy now. Right, and it was hard to move here. It wasn't hard to physically move here. Right. It was hard when you moved here. When I moved here. Now, was it? Did you have someone to stay with when you moved here? Did you know people? (sighs) I hope. Yes. Uh, okay. Whatever. I'll just go into it. Um, when I moved here, I moved here with my best friend, and uh, she started dating a guy long distance before we moved here that lived in L.A. He moved into our apartment from the get right when we got here. I was fine with that. My rent right. went down, yada, yada, yada. It's a long story, Jackie, so I don't <laughs> want to go into it, but I ended up being sued by my best friend and her boyfriend. It was crazy. This is like my best friend of like seven years, six wow. years. And here's what I don't crazy <laughs> Litigation involving rental property. When it's, people are splitting rental property, and the litigation is less than I don't know a hundred grand. Uh, walk it off. Walk, walk it, it off. off. It was for seven hundred dollars, and it was like small claims court. It was ridiculous. It wasn't even my fault. Um, right, right. It was. Uh, and at seven hundred dollars, you're like, oh my god, it'll all work out. 
I was texting that January, the second year that I was here, totaled my car. Uh, Wow. I fell in love um, and got extremely heartbroken. I fell in love with my best friend. It was one of those situations. Right. Like fell in love with my best friend. And it was like finally one day. Your old best friend. Right when I moved here, we we became very close. And then I was like, I was like, oh my God, I think I really like this guy for a year. And then finally got very drunk. And he was like, I love you. I want to marry you. And I was like, oh my God, it's a fairy tale. And then I woke up the next day and he was like, oh, I can't be your boyfriend. And I was like, crushed and so i dealt with that for i mean that went on wow. for like a year or so it was I, just a really 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 weird couple of years and like you know how it is when that's you're like, the biggest understatement it was a weird couple of years <laughs> i'm sorry i was a, a, a right gnat. about that is when i started reading horoscopes because i was just like i couldn't I, you know how when you when you just have nothing and you're just like i don't know if i can you need because like horoscopes can be a, a tad inspirational but that sure. can also be like mercury retrograde is going to happen from these dates to these dates so don't sign any paperwork don't do anything like that right um, right so that's why in retrograde kind of a lot though, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's been horrible this year. There's been like the most retrogrades this year. This is the nerdiest why? thing. Uh, why? Wait, wait, isn't it, is, isn't it always the same? Mercury no, 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 no. Okay, no. first of all, define retrograde. I don't Retro, think, Mercury retrograde, I the easiest things that you can see in common with retrogrades is delays. No, no. Uh, what, what is the, de- what oh, is the definition of it? Oh, I believe it? um, it's it's when it's literally when a Mercury just falls back when the planet. Of Wait, Mercury is it falls on the back. other side of the sun from us? Isn't that uh, what it means? Yes, I think so. And it's closest to the sun, so isn't it more often than not that it's in retrograde? Yes, it is okay. more often than not. So that's why it's like a very pop. That's like probably if when people talk about horoscopes or astrology, Mercury retrograde I think is a, is a phrase that people are pretty familiar it with. It comes up relatively often. It does. In the Los Angeles area, when I'm talking to someone, someone will say, well, what you know. happened? Oh, uh, your, your coffee pot doesn't work? Well, you know, Mercury's, Mercury's in, in retrograde. retrograde. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, wow, is it? It's pretty ridiculous. They'll be like, don't buy electronics. Like, okay. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it's like pretty. You're supposed to just sort of I put just, it all on hold? Or? My, okay, I have a, like one of my best friends lives in Chicago, and I just got off the phone with her. She's um, She's a clairvoyant. Like okay. I've known her for for ages, and she uh, she's huge into astrology, and probably got me the first. Like she's done readings for me. Like I love all of that crap. The I tarot love stuff. All of, yeah, I yeah. love. I can't get enough of it. I just okay. Love yeah, it. yeah. And so we were talking on the phone yesterday, and she goes, "Oh my God, the retrogrades this month!" And like we just totally geeked out. And she like so many things that happened to her her this month that were just like her makeup bag got stolen for the second time. Her clients had canceled. Like just she listed like ten things in a row that were just cancel, cancel, cancel. Like, right, all in a row, and it's been that way with Riot too, as far as like booking goes and everything. August, the end of uh, or the end of last month and the beginning of this month, like nobody would get back to me. Okay, nobody. But so like, it's so it so Mercury in retrograde can last for a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, okay. I mean it can, it can go in, it can get less for like three weeks, four weeks sometimes, at really? the most. Yeah, but there's just been a lot of them this year. So the the most common thing is to expect delays, don't sign any paperwork, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Well, I was talking to Bamford today, and and I said that you were coming on, and we were going to talk astrology, and she said, you know, I never never get into astrology <laughs> unless I'm dating someone, and then and that's when I told her your future <laughs> thing about how, and she was like, that's it exactly. I need to I'm a, I need to know what the future is, so then I read the astrology. And I was like, you know where I'm going to find the answer? Right next to the Ziggy cartoon. That's what's going to happen. That's going to have the answer for me. Oh. And I was like, do it. You know what else is really weird? I what? also believe in like all of that. Like, oh, that's so weird. Okay. Like, not, not, I don't believe in circum- like a coincidence necessarily as so much as... Not destiny. I hate that word. word but, but it was weird. Because, <laughs> well, when you say it like that, well, too. <laughs> like uh, but like... I was thinking on the way over here the last time that I, like, remember seeing you not in stand-up. Right. And you don't actually even know this. And it's so weird that you just brought up Maria. You know that coffee shop that's off of... um uh, not Laurel Canyon, Riverside. Tunga? Is it Aroma? Colfax. No, it's not oh. Aroma. It's oh, Riverside. Marie Etsy? Yeah. Yeah. And a long was time... Was I with Mary Mac? No. No. You were with uh, Maria. Just Bamford. Yeah. Huh. And I remember seeing you two, but it was it was a long time ago before I really knew you, and I was like, oh, man, that's Jackie Cation and Maria Bamford. I want to go say hi, but I never did. Oh, no. 
I never did. I just uh, because and also you guys, I think we're we're talking shop and stuff like that, so I didn't want to bother you. Mm. Um, That's uh, Mary Mac's favorite coffee shop here in the Los Angeles area. I Marie love Etsy. that coffee. Do you shop. love that? That was my shop? saving grace the second year that I lived here because it was like I was just coming out of that horribleness, and I loved that cafe. Right. It's nice to hang out at. I what I like is that their sign is super snarky. Oh. They always have that that the you know because you can you can change the they have one of those signs where you can write something underneath oh, the yeah, name yeah, of it. Yeah, There's yeah. like a, a poster kind of situation. Uh-huh. And they always like, why don't you support local local industry? Yep. Why don't you support a local coffee shop? Yep. They are very It's snarky. always something like that. But that little side shop with all that jewelry and cards and stationery. Ever since Portrait of a Bookstore, <laughs> Portrait of a Bookstore closed. Those people retired, attached to no. Aroma. Yeah, yeah, the lady retired. And uh, so right next to Marie Etsy, finally, that's the last place I know of that you can get something for somebody that you really like, but you don't know very well. Because <laughs> it's super true. Right, because it's candles and it's yep. pen sets and it's yep. a weird, hey, mm-hmm. uh, a pocket watch. Yep. Nobody carries a Nobody. What are you going to do with a pocket watch? But, but I like that guy a lot. I think I'll get him a pocket watch. Yeah. I love that rest. I love that little cafe. Uh, um, Mick likes it. Mary Mac likes it because uh, they have gluten-free uh, sweets. Oh, really? And she's gluten. Yeah, she can't. Uh, she's allergic she can't to wheat. Allergic to. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. reminds me of. Um, I was going to tell you this too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love totally, podcasting. totally, uh, totally not related to anything that we were talking <laughs> about. But I wanted to to tell you this because I think it is so incredible. I've been working at a cafe now while producing this festival for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And a customer came up to me. It's it's been like a slow dying process, but like a customer came up to me the other day and she goes, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry to hear that you're closing." <laughs> the 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 coffee and, shop and itself like, is closing. And I was like, "Excuse me?" And she was like, "Oh," and then completely clammed up and was like, "Oh, I don't I don't know anything. I don't know anything." <laughs> Grabbed her glasses so and I, was like, "And it's been great talking to you." I went upstairs and I totally snooped on my boss's email. And my boss is crazy. He's a sh- he's like a Swiss chef, legit. Cra- like has thrown raw Wonder bacon around, oh. like raw bacon at my like. It's ins- it's not. I'm not. He's like crazy, crazy. What? I don't even know how this reminds. Oh, gluten because right. because every single time uh, somebody comes in, they're like, "Oh, I have a gluten allergy." He's just like fucking Americans and their goddamn gluten. <laughs> like he can't. He cannot. He cannot process or deal. Everything is an American's fault. Though he lives, it's ridiculous. He's crazy. I, I don't. I don't even. Is know the how place to- closing? I went into his email, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, sure enough, he's been emailing everybody saying, "Oh, we're closing at the end of the month." Please keep our last month's rent, yada, yada, yada. Now, we've known for like since February that the store wasn't doing well. We've right. known that it's been going downhill. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Like, like three weeks ago, appraisers came in and were taking photos of everything. And he looked at me straight in the face and was like, oh, it's just like a, a yearly thing you have to do. Oh or you have to bring in people and take photos of your of everything that you own. And I was like, this is not right. Something. Wait, and so then he's bringing in people, he... giving them tours of our kitchen, tours of like... What if you need a new job? Which everyone does. Well, here's the, I, here's the crazy part. So we're closing at the end of the month. He hasn't told any of the staff he hasn't told that's not okay any of the staff that's so not okay <laughs> i know it's 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 pretty crazy and the person who told me was was a guy who works there and he was like i totally I like a, a customer just came up to me and said <laughs> this and i was just like oh my god because like literally two weeks ago I, I was like hey sam wouldn't it be funny if uh so like a customer came in and was like hey sorry here you guys are closing and then literally two weeks later a customer came in and said that and i was like that is insane and he still hasn't said anything and i haven't been there since uh i heard but i'm right. supposed to go in tomorrow and work and work <laughs> Do you have a new job? No. I mean, to be honest with you, like the festival's getting it's so insanely busy that right. I, I was going to have to leave at the end of this month anyway. So okay. It worked out perfectly oh, that for is me. Perfect. All right. But for everybody else, I mean, there's mm-hmm. legals there that I love that I like. They're going to be screwed. And there's like just. Does employees. everyone know now? I think uh, everyone knows. I mean, literally, there's like seven of us who work there. It's a wow. very tiny cafe. But that's fine. What um, <laughs> can you say where? Yeah, that's uh, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's closing. So what does it matter? It's the Larchmont Larder on like Larchmont Boulevard. Larchmont it's so funny Lager? It's Larchmont Larder, and it's right across Larder. from Allison Jones. So so many comedians come in there all the time too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just so angry <laughs> that I'm just telling everybody like, oh hey, we're closing. <laughs> just in so you two know. weeks, right? We're closing. Just so I want to open up uh, a coffee shop uh, and. People can only, it's just going to be for 80s hipsters, and you have to pay in traveler's checks. It's going to be, you have to wear a beret, and it's going to be called Thirsty Boku. 
What do you think? I think it's, uh, <laughs> it's as long as you keep your prices honest. of coffee over $5, you should be good. It's going to be nice. Everyone's <laughs> There's going to be something. I went to uh, La Mill, La Mill and Silver Lake. Do you know what that is? Nope. Oh, my God. It's the fanciest coffee place. It's on Silver Lake <laughs> Boulevard. I went to La Mill Coffee. I know these listeners have probably heard of this place. It's got, I'm not kidding, like teal snake skin leather chairs. Wow. And then they have a whole, it's a sit-down coffee shop. It's oh wait! A sit down and wait, order like, off a menu coffee shop. <laughs> it's like have a seat. You will be spending at least seven dollars by sitting down. For and two coffees, it was seventeen dollars. But I think you know what? My friend got a croissant. I paid for it. And and will there be free refills at this coffee shop? There was not. There was, there no. was not one offered to me. No, no. no I no. sucked it down pretty quickly. Uh, I went over to Nat's Early Bite, which is my favorite uh, little <laughs> diner this morning, and uh, you know what they got there? Bottomless cup of coffee because it's a diner. Because it's a diner. Uh huh. And it was fine. I'm sure it's. Folgers or whatever, but uh, it might be something nice. Um, you also said uh, it was, oh, about a bakery, opening a bakery. Oh, yeah? This reminds me of my dad. I know we had talked about my dad. Uh, oh, right, because we have mutual uh, <laughs> uh, father issues. My dad's 72. Right. Uh, he, he, uh, my mom. Detroit? Yes. So he was up? born and raised in Detroit. Um, my mom passed when I was nine. Right. So after that, my dad was like, oh, I don't know how to take care of a, of a nine-year-old girl. So he basically passed me off under like families that I went through, like similar foster care stuff. But in the meantime, after wow. my mom passed, who was sort of the rock of our family, mm-hmm. my dad decided to stop paying his taxes. He owed the government $271,000 in taxes and just said, hey, Abby, he called. I'll never forget this. He called me one day in college and he said, hey, it's your dad. Uh <laughs> I, uh, I like that enough. <laughs> I uh, I'm leaving the country. <laughs> I'm going to Costa Rica. And I'm never coming back. So uh, it's been great. I'm sending you a check for five hundred dollars, and here and you know, and that was it. And so he left, and um, wow. And he he came back right away because he, oh. he didn't make it that far. <laughs> Uh, and then the government oh, found him. I mean, he literally, he tried to sell everything he owned. He got a P.O. box. But one day when I was little, I remember when I was in high school, I went over to his place and there was a huge truck in the driveway that said Bajoco on the side of it. How do you spell Bajoco? B-O-J-O-C-O. Bajoco. Bajoco. And Bajoco. I remember looking at the truck in my driveway coming over from school and being like, why is this truck here? So I asked my dad and he goes, oh. I'm going to open a bakery. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then the next day, the truck was gone. And it was like nothing ever was said about it. Oh, that was it. That yeah, was, that was it. it was a one-sentence bakery? the Bajoko truck. The, that is <laughs> fucking awesome. You know, my brother, oldest brother, Terry, one time, uh, oh, one time, it was uh, when Woodstock was happening, mm-hmm. 1969, I guess, or whatever Woodstock was happening. Mm-hmm. He was 14, and he decided he was going to go to Woodstock. And uh, since my father had uh, sort of, he had left us, like my my mother died when I was seven, but in 69, I would have been four, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that was when my dad left. And so Terry was 14 Mm. and Terry was like, well, I don't have any, any supervision at all now. Uh, I'm going to go to Woodstock. And so he starts hitchhiking from Wisconsin to go to upstate New York and he made it to Ohio. (laughs) And then they caught him, and they were like, no, 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 no. turns out you're 14. you got to go back to Wisconsin. Man. I have no idea how he got back. That's, I mean, the weird thing about that story is that that's all I know of that story. No, there's definitely things like that with me, too, where it's like, and then what happened? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that story end? I don't uh, know. The craziest story that I, because when I was like 16, I lived with my dad for a little, like just for a brief period of time because the, the house was disgusting and I ended up just leaving. But right. um, I remember uh, my, like there were constantly people coming in and out of that house all the time. And there was, um, I came home and my brother was still in high school. My brother stayed with my dad. I didn't stay with my dad. Oh, yeah? so, so my and there's dad, just the two of you? There's, I, I have two full brothers, a half brother and a half sister. Okay. All of them have been in jail except for one. Oh, um, okay. Wow. <laughs> so and how about you, yourself jail time? No, no jail time. Oh, well done. Uh, thank you. A pie, a pie. If it happens, nice it's going to be for something big, though, that blows everybody out of the water. Um, <laughs> I, competitive much? Competitive. <laughs> uh, but uh, I remember I came home and I couldn't find the phone and, and I tried to push the call button, but it didn't work and I couldn't hear anything. And so I asked my brother, I was like, hey, Johnny, I like knocked on his door and he was huge in the Beastie Boys and smoked a lot of weed, so he was just like not not present, not there. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I came, I went to his, I went to my dad's bedroom, and I my dad had a huge bed. It had like a it was a wooden bed, and there was a, a huge bed skirt that went all the way down to the floor. And so I remember I got all the way down on the floor, and I went to go lift up the bed skirt to look for the phone. Uh oh. Have you heard this story? No. And when I lifted up the bed skirt, I saw blonde hair. <gasps> And a body. And then 
like a horror movie. The blonde hair, like, t- slowly, like, turned its head to reveal its face and then look at me. It was like, it was like a, it was like a doll that had died and then was slowly moving its head towards me. And I screamed and she rolled out from underneath the bed and was in, like, you know, the first scene in Pretty Woman where she's in that little, like, blue tube. Yeah. Tube t- she was wearing that. It was a person. It was a person. It there was, was a, an it was actual a live female human, person human lady underneath my dad's, underneath your dad's bed. bed. And so she rolled out, and sure enough, she had the phone in her hand, and she goes, were you looking for this? Oh. oh. <laughs> and I was I, like, oh, my yeah. God. I, and so I was just I don't ever want to live terror. in and that she world. she handed me the phone, and I remember being like, do I take this phone? And so I oh took it, God. and then she just walked out of my house. And I told my dad when when he came home, I'm like, Dad, there was this woman under the bed. She had the phone. Oh, and by the way, at the right before she left, she said, "I was just borrowing it." <laughs> oh. She was under the bed borrowing what? the phone. It made no. So I, I told my dad as soon as yeah. I got home, and he was yeah. just like. Oh, must have just been one of Dave's friends. And Dave was this guy who lived downstairs who, like, had hair down to his ass crack and, like, right. had whores, you know, left and right coming out of the house. Oh, there were whores. Yeah. There were actual uh, women who no, uh, charged no, uh, for... Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that... And, like, and then... And then so this was not a, a lady friend of your father's. This no, was one of Dave's. No, she was definitely as as in know. my house not borrowing our phone and to this day I have no idea what she was looking for but like my dad's the kind of person who holds like $10,000 cash in a socks in the top of his closet like you right. know I mean? he's that kind of guy fantastic because you know that he got that by saving yeah you know that <laughs> totally totally by yeah. saving the, you know how you, you know how a guy gets oh, yeah. $10,000 in cash that he keeps in a sock and is right it's, it's always legitimate yeah always a legitimate business. he was a he was an elect, he was an elect, electrical contractor and he had his own business oh did he yeah he mm. would do things like um he would. He worked for the Detroit School Board. Believe it or not, I don't even know how he got that job. But he would buy double the amount of the parts that he needed, and then, and then sell the extra parts back to the electrical company. Mm. And the school mm-hmm. board never mm-hmm. caught it. So no. he would double money in just tons and tons and tons of ways. Sure, sure. Sometimes there's cash. <laughs> but how old is your dad right now? My dad is actually, I think, seventy-five. My father, is it domestic at all, right? Or have you noticed? Here's a good question. Have I you went noticed? to his house. I just went to his apartment. So have you noticed the over time. the years, and by years I mean the last like five years, him okay. getting more domestic? Um, here's what happened. My <laughs> dad and my stepmother, my mom died, of course, age seven, right? That's my biological mom died. My father remarried uh, one year later in a day because he had six children under the age of 18. Oh, my God. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm not going to be good at this. And then my stepmother, who, by the way, claims that she did not know he had six kids. Yeah, she was like, she was like, yeah. Uh, when your when your mom died, he said, "Oh, I get the kids back." And she's like, "What do you mean kids? I didn't know you had lots of kids. I thought you just had one kid." And he's like, "No, no. I, what do you, and I could just hear my dad going, "No, I have. Of course, I have Terry, Philip, Scott, Russell, Darla, Jackie. What do you mean?" <laughs> Yeah, and I just hear Nancy, and for some reason, then she married him, uh, which makes her, of course, not the all there herself. So right. they were together from like 73, married anyway, until about 93, mm-hmm. maybe 95, I forget. But um, so over 20 years, they're married. And then uh, in the last couple of years, and then they lived together for another six years after they got divorced. After Nancy found out that he had been having an affair for nine years. Oh. And uh, and they were out to dinner. Na- Nancy told me this. They're out to dinner. Nancy, Greg, and my Uncle Greg, her brother, and my dad are out to dinner. And um, it comes up that he had been having an affair for nine years. And he says, at dinner, not nine years in a row. <laughs> Which uh, is easily one of the funniest lines ever. And then Nancy said, and then I had to stop my brother Greg from punching him oh, in the face. And I was God. like, oh, you should have let him. And uh, and oh then so God. right, so crazy, right? So they were together for six years after that, living in this stupid house together, divorced, dating other people. And Nancy said she stopped cleaning. <laughs> she stopped cleaning entirely. And so you'd go over to the house to see them, to see them both living together like roommates in this weird house, and. There'd be grime on every surface. It was like a film of yuck because Nancy refused to clean, and my dad was only home a couple hours a day. And between the two of them, they smoked about seven packs of cigarettes a day. And so there was just this smoke, grime, foulness that was... And then finally, 
she started dating this guy, Bob, that he went to high school with. And he was like, that's it. I'm moving out. And uh, and we were all like, yeah, get out, weirdo. Divorced people shouldn't live together. And you're not the hero of this story. I am so sorry. And uh, and so he moves out and she sells the house and he gets his own apartment. Oh, he uh, married. So this is recent? Uh, no, no. This is probably uh, early 2000s. Oh, okay. Because when he moves out, it's like 2003 or something like that. Right. And 2004. I, I wish I did know the dates. But he moves out and he gets married to this woman he's had the affair with. It's this woman, Evelyn, because he gets married at Nancy, essentially, because she's got a boyfriend now, this guy, Bob, that he's known forever. And um, and he's like, well, I could get married by Monday. A lot of people want to marry me. And I was like, are you nine? What just fucking happened there? And so he marries Evelyn. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm sorry I'm not inviting you guys to the to the wedding. And my sister has the best line ever. She goes, yeah, I don't go to anybody's third marriage debt. I don't go to anybody's <laughs> third wedding. And so don't worry about it. And so he marries her. He gets divorced from her six months later. Oh, and then he gets his own place. And then, so I have seen, I think, every apartment he's lived in in the last 10 or 15 years, right? And he is incredibly domestic. He is, it's spotless. He doesn't smoke anymore because he can't afford to smoke. Uh, and uh, <laughs> But he's got like this weird cargo net that he hangs on the wall that has like fake fish and stuff hanging from it. Okay. That's one of his things. That's that he, weird. He also That's does a lot weird. of painting. Yeah. He, does, uh, he paints uh, acrylics. Oh. And they're sort of like those $9.99 uh, paintings you get on the side of the road. Yeah. So he's good, but he's not great. <laughs> like you can tell what he's painted. Yeah. And he thoroughly enjoys painting. Uh-huh. So you're like, well, do it, brother. You know what he's really good at? painting quite honestly flowers he's a good flower Sensitive painter Sensitive man my uh, dad is a big fan of dream catchers dream, uh, and also yes, <laughs> yes! why awesome why? Uh, so i don't know he own several uh he does own several he just loves uh loves dream catchers ever since i was because sometimes you can catch a dream huge dream catchers one time i went into his apartment actually the house that he was living at and there were tons of this is actually quite scary and somewhat serial hmm, killer-ish but he <laughs> had several tiny uh, under the bed several tiny stuffed animals hanging from the wall it was very strange along with dream like ca- a carnival like, like almost like a carnival like the back of the carnival you win kind one of, of like these? you win one of these or maybe those things that he had won at that point but he uh it was he they also weren't still in bags were they no they were not still in bags they, <laughs> they, they were not still in bags so i did learn how to professionally shoplift from my father um, oh yeah like he taught Please me tell that story he, um, you know, it was just normal stuff. Like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's normal. <laughs> he would, uh, Rangers are listening going, oh, yeah. He would go, uh, he's a bargainer. He's a huge bargainer. Cannot sure. not bargain. When I, I just went home to Michigan and we had, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. We hit five garage sales in probably seven minutes and he would, oh, how much is this? 50 cents? I'll give you a quarter. I'll give you a quarter. <laughs> oh. Like, he just can't not, that's like his favorite thing. But right. he, um, he would take me grocery shopping. Sometimes, maybe four or five times, and um, when you were in school, when I was in school, and um, and he would get a rotisserie. Ch- he would get things like he would get a bagel or or a, or a donut, yeah, or something like that, and then just eat it and not pay for it. Like little stuff like that was fine, but then he just took it too far, and he would get a rotisserie chicken and pick that thing down to the bone as we were grocery shopping, and just put the case in the carcass like back on a shelf and just never pay for it. The 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 grocery store was called wow. Beaky's. It's in Ortonville, Michigan, and I'm not even kidding you. Six months ago, my dad called me and told me, "Well, I got banned from Beaky's today," and I was like, "Overdue, <laughs> long overdue, way overdue." Uh, because oh my he, God. because he, I'm not even kidding. Because he, he, he said uh, there was a piece of meatloaf, and I. <laughs> Story and, starts. Uh, and there's, there's a piece, a piece of, of meatloaf. meatloaf. It was the last piece of meatloaf. It was pretty Nobody's tiny. Nobody's going to buy it, that. So I said, hey, give me that slice of meatloaf, and I just ate it through the store. I mean, it was 99 cents, Abby. Who's going to miss 99 cents? They don't need it. And so he just oh. ate it, and sure enough, as he was going to check out, the guy came up, and he's like, sir, I saw you eat that slice of meatloaf. You didn't pay for it. I'm going to have to ask you to never come back in the store. Oh, and instead of awesome. my dad giving him a dollar, one dollar, one dollar, my dad said, okay. And just left. Oh, my, my God. My dad's been banned from McDonald's in Ortonville because he, like... Ortonville? Ortonville, Michigan. What's your dad's first name? That's where Kid Rock is from. Uh, <laughs> that gives you a clue to what kind of people. Um, his name is Glenn. 
So no Glenn, no Glenn over the no New Glenn, Mickey D's no Glenn, because he got a he loves sweet tea, so he got a sweet tea uh, from another McDonald's. Oh yeah, brought the same sweet tea cup sure. to the Ortonville McDonald's, mm-hmm. walked mm-hmm. in, started refilling that cup with free sweet tea that he was Busted. clearly entitled to. Clearly, the woman at the counter said, "Sir, you're going to have to buy another sweet tea." My dad got angry, started shouting things that had nothing to do with the situation that he was or in. Or sweet tea, probably. Or sweet tea. Mm. He threw the sweet tea all over the beverage station and all over the employees and said Aww. things like, I'm a senior citizen, and then cancer. He doesn't have cancer, but he like just anything that he could wow. think of. Cops, yada, yada, yada. Cops. Um, uh, here, here's my question regarding this sort of thing. I know when I realized that uh, it was stealing and uh, and that it wasn't it was actually frowned on by yeah. society mm-hmm. uh, and that was uh, by the way college yeah yeah it took a while no it took me a while too mm-hmm. it took me mm-hmm. a long time when do, when did when when do you remember do you remember uh, i remember was it a well, friend here told you <laughs> cuz a it friend was, told me it was <laughs> Um, actually, I bet you it was. Uh, I bet you it was a friend who told me that. Who led you in on the secret? Or you know, I, I think it was a friend that I knew that got in trouble for stealing, and I was like, oh, that actually people condemn like that actually ha- <laughs> like you actually have to pay a fine because um, I thought. You steal if them. You, you get, get a slap caught. on the wrist. You give it back. Yeah. Um, hmm. But that's not the case. That you is, get a fine. <laughs> yeah. It turns out you can actually get go to j- jail. Yeah. Things it's like can a huge thing. But stealing runs in my family though, because my sister, who is uh, just turned forty three, my half sister. Right. Um, she crazy. The sister is crazy. I love her to death. She's gotten a lot better, but she's just an insanely aggressive person. Very um, aggro. Aggro. And um, when I was in when I was in school and college, I got a phone call that was like, hey, your sister's on the news. And I was just like, oh, God. No, um, no. So I went no, and looked and sure enough, um, she was a lawyer. She was a lawyer. Your she half-sister was a lawyer? Was a lawyer. She stole over $10,000 of merchandise from Kohl's and Marshall Fields and sold it on eBay under the name Illegal Eagle. <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant. Uh, That's pretty good, though. Got caught because she stuffed, she stored all the stuff that she stole Mm. in her neighbor's garage. And finally, the neighbors figured out what's going on. She got disbarred. Now she owns two tanning salons. She's doing great. (laughs) Not kidding. Doing great. Another American success story, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. And my dad also got married recently again, and I didn't know about it. My brother called me and he said, "Hey, I just thought you should know, Dad's getting married on Tuesday." And I said, "To who?" Oh, <laughs> dude. And uh, he got married to this woman named Bobby. I don't know her last name, uh, but Bobby has been in my life since I was around sixteen. Okay. She okay. has like three kids. She doesn't know where any of them are. Maybe she knows where one of them are now. Um, but she like stole a bunch of my stuff when I was younger, and she stole my dad's Vicodin, and mm. she's just she's a winner, real man, na- real man. Like used to be an ex crackhead, you know, but right. but she sort of turned it around because she's a job at the gas station now, and she's uh, <laughs> my I don't know, I guess they got married. America's so. sweet. Why? Why? Uh, yeah, these are these are the <laughs> tales, America. Yeah, this is the thing about the Dork Forest is that you go in and you're like, you know. <laughs> It's amazing that I haven't done any jail time. How did I get out? You ever yeah. think about that? You ever think about how you got out? I've come close. Not close, but like close for me. Like uh, my car was, was uh, I got it towed last fall and I had right. illegal plates and I had no registration and it got towed. Right. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this car back. Yeah. But, but I definitely, I definitely got it back. But, had, but the thing is, is, is when, when I, but I, but I look at you, Abby Lund, I look at you <laughs> and I say to myself, this is a woman who has her shit together. She's not a crackhead. She's not not uh, no jail time, Mm-mm. right? No, none. Um, you have uh, possibly a piece of shit car that you drive around, yeah. which is a uh, stand-up comedy staple. Right. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the whole, you got out of that town. Right. You're living your life. Right. Um, you have a job. You pay your bills. You're a grown-up lady, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you ever think about like the people you grew up right next to who didn't get out, who are still in Ortonville or whatever? I just went home to Michigan, yeah. and that was a mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing because you look at these people, and there's some that you know could have gotten out. Right, who lived almost parallel lives that you did, yeah. who are still there. And you're yeah. like, okay, wake and bake. Yeah. Why are you living across the hall from your mom at this at this apartment building? I don't know. I, I, Karen Baldwin went to high school with Karen Baldwin. Very nice lady. Uh, she had almost exactly a parallel life of mine as a child. Uh-huh. Uh, she lives across the hall from her mom, smokes pot every day, works, I believe yep. she's, she works in the school system uh, of Cudahy, Wisconsin. <laughs> she's like a receptionist or something. And um, I really, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted more from her. I wanted, I, know. Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. My be- my best friend who lives in Michigan just literally moved to Austin, and when you that can happened, leave, right? you can leave. People don't. They don't. Oh, it's so hard. And how would I do? It? I owe a hundred shitty job I mean, somewhere else. Somewhere else. You know what I mean? They're like, and but it, it's so expensive. You. It inspires you to get your shit together if you get out of the. It's like when I have. Uh, I, I had a year when I had stage fright, mm-hmm. and um, it was right after I did uh, Last Comic Standing. For some reason, all those cameras in my face uh. for those four days genuinely for the first. First time in my life I had stage fright. And so I would do these shows and I would start sweating and I would lose where I was at. And I had a horrible, I was so glad I had that clause in my, uh, if I do a corporate, I get paid before mm. uh, because uh, it was not a good show. Not a good show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. My apologies. Anyway, uh, so, but when you have stage fright, the best thing to do is to move in my case, right? Yeah. If I physically <laughs> take the mic out of the stand or do something yeah. and go to a different part of the stage, I will shake myself out of it. Yeah. That's what I think high school is. Yeah. You have to get out of that damn town yeah. and reinvent yourself to the tiniest amount. It's just like when I went home, too. You know, you go out to the local bar, and everyone's like, man, what's it like to live in L.A.? And I'm like, you can do it, too. <laughs> there is no border. There's no fence that I had to jump. Like, you right. can do it. It's just not do that... It. It's not that hard. It's not, and you get three hundred dollars together and seriously. just go. It doesn't you and you probably know someone because when I moved here, I stayed at my friend Jennifer McLean's apartment. Yeah. We shared a studio mm-hmm. for almost a year and a half, and then we moved into a bigger studio for another year and a half. And then she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna want to live alone. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to fucking get out." <laughs> and it was much nicer than that. But it was essentially. And then I had my own apartment like a grown up lady. Yeah. Uh, for several years until I met Andy Ashcraft and uh, became sweat equity in this very home and then we got married my whole family is coming out to the festival uh, are they nervous about it yeah my dad is coming out it's not the first time that he's been out here he's coming out again though but he's like Abby I'm probably only going to go to one day of the festival I was like okay I don't really care I'm not <laughs> going to go to any I'm not going to see you that much anyway um, but I mean they're all coming out here and you know my sister is just so like she's very very Hollywood very like where can I see David Beckham and I'm just like I don't know I don't <laughs> know you where go you to can a galaxy see game. you know what I mean I don't know yeah. where you can see David Beckham but it's so frustrating too because in like my brothers who I love I see my brothers and like they're all just like man you know life is boring and I'm like it doesn't have to be like that yeah you can listeners you can go <laughs> you can get out wherever you are and if you are scared about the future yeah what is it? Susan Miller? Astrology oh, Susan Jones? Miller, the astrology zone. Let's talk about that for a little bit more, too, because I like the why, why I'm so on. scared of... I think, you know what it is? I think because... What, she, what hope does she give you? What, what, how does it help? Because it seems like you might know. It feel, you feel like you can be prepared a little bit for the future. When I was younger, when I bounced around from house to house to house to house to house, I was always on the go. I was always like, where's the next move? Where's the next move? Where's the next move? So for me, I've always had that little, like, you know, fire under me, kind of like, oh, God, what's next? What's next? What's next? Right. And this horoscope kind it's of. It's all about what's next. It's all about what's next. And it's kind of like, here's what you can expect this month. Like, I think this month it was kind of like the beginning of the month is going to be busy from these dates to these dates. I mean, it goes into romance, too, but it also goes into, like, just um, all sorts of, like, financial things that you can expect and just, like, it ha- even if it's not true, because let's be honest, th- it's not like she predicts the future. She doesn't predict it in any way. She says right. these are the trends that I'm seeing based on the astrology that I have done. Excellent, excellent. Which is why I like it more instead of someone <laughs> just being like, you're going to get a, a raise. Or <laughs> you're some- having a baby. Um, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> right. uh, it's going to be applied in so many different ways. But I, I just like it because... If you ever heard, if you're an antsy person, if you I get anxiety, I have right. huge anxiety, and mm-hmm. so if you have if you ha, if you're very anxious, if you have a lot of anxiety, for me, mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. just I mean I read the same horoscope, I read it probably like ten times a month. Okay, because I just there's so much information, yeah, and it and it does break down as the month goes goes along. So I yeah. like to check back in and see where I'm at, what's happened, what yeah. didn't happen, all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. And, and, um, oh, so you do double check back. You oh, check I do. Back oh, and go, yeah. oh, how oh, did yeah. it go? How especially they, when I'm having, call especially it? when I'm having anxiety. Right. I go back and out. She does, some things have been scarily point on. Like, scarily like, point. like, um, um, like the festival announcement dates. Um, like, okay. for example, here's something. Like, she said, uh, she's talking about this month, August 15th was our initial launch date. And then she talked about all the 
like August 15th is a mega stress day this month. Okay. And that you should launch things after the 17th or do things after the 17th. That okay. why we chose to launch on Friday instead. All Ridiculous. Right. Don't nice know. work. Nice work. But at least you're living your dorkdom. That's what oh, I like about yeah. yeah. I love it. I can't help it. You're like, I'm doing it. And so what about things like um, palm reading and tarot cards? Oh, Have I you done it. any of that? I've done it. I've done. I've done it all. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I had my tarot cards read. How did it go? Well, the tarot card one was interesting because what was uh, I was babysitting at a job doing child. How long ago was this? This is uh, probably 15 years ago okay. now. Or wait, when was it? Because okay. Yeah, it had to be probably 2000 because mm-hmm. I was still babysitting for Caitlin. And uh, Caitlin had an acting class. I had to kill an hour and a half. And so I go to the what I think is a coffee shop, but there's no seating. And then there's a hippie bookstore right next to it mm-hmm. that has dream catchers and, and some scarves <laughs> and a golden opportunity. And they have a tarot card lady there and they, they record it. Oh. They do a, a cassette tape. That's right. Remember cassette tape. Cassette tape. And I had a cassette tape player in my uh, in my vehicle. There you go. And so uh, I, for some reason, have twenty seven dollars or twenty bucks <laughs> or whatever the hell it costs. And we go in, and she was great. But here's the funny thing about that: I listened to that tape over and, and over, over and, and over, over until and over I broke again. it. That's how obsessed I got. I was like, it is because it you can listen. You listen to it at any time in your life, and you're like. This applies to this now. <laughs> I see the connections. Yes. And you just get like totally yeah. geeked out about it. Right. And then I got my palm read a couple of times. Uh, the first time I got it done, it was $3 at a fair in New York City. And the okay. woman didn't even look at my hand. She just looked. She <laughs> held my hand. She looked at my face. She said, you need to lose weight. And I was like, not out loud. And then I told a friend of mine that. And she said, how much did that cost? I said, $3. She said, you got your money's worth. Yeah. Oh, She's predicting the future. Goodness. Yeah, when I was like when I was younger and I lived in the the final home that I lived in, we had um a spiritual guide or clairvoyant or something like that come into the house and like her name is Wacky Jackie actually. Really? She went by Wacky Jackie. <laughs> she did went she? by Wacky Jackie, but she would make these amazing enchiladas and she was just a lovely <laughs> A lovely, lovely lady. And she was the kind of person who would touch you and then mm-hmm. be able to figure out things and stuff like that. And she okay. was really cool. But like I said, my friend Lisa from Chicago, like, she would do cards all the time for me. Over and the she phone? Would do readings. She, well, eyesight. Oh, she's got to see you? Skype. Skype? Yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll Skype. Yeah, she'll point. Skype. Yeah. yeah, but like, you know what's crazy? She was dead on about the festival, too. It was really weird. Like, the whole description. This was years ago, too, mm-hmm. before I had, even had the idea of the festival. And she described this image. It was like of this horse at this gate and all this kind of stuff and about revealing something to all of these people and this huge reveal. And she went into a lot of detail about it. But uh, we talked like a year later, and I was like going over this reading, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is totally nailed it. Yeah, that's see. Cause the thing is, is you want to make fun of it, but you're also like, mm, well, you can't. You hurt. know, and what's the, exactly? What's the worst that can happen? You know what I right. mean? It doesn't. Who cares? Right. You know what? I always say that about when I go to a kinesiologist. I'm like, what's that guy gonna tell me? <laughs> eat more kale? How's that gonna hurt? That's never gonna hurt me to eat more kale. Uh, that's so true. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, are there? So we got we got that website. We got the uh, astrologyzone.com mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that people can go to. Yep. Is there? Are there other websites? Or- there's apps. Or, there's phone apps you can use. You so. got an app? Oh, you, there's Karen a couple Rontowski. of apps. You know Karen Rontowski? She's a comic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Ghost think, Hunter also yep. does tarot cards. She, she'll do tarot cards over the phone for you. Oh, really? She's read my tarot cards. They're pretty great. <laughs> she, there's a live episode with her and Jen Kirkman. Oh, really? In this very room where ah. she's reading. And she, there was a, it was a ghost radar app. Ah. And she, and she knows that... There's a Ghost Radar app? Yeah, it's an iPhone app called Ghost Radar. <laughs> and uh, and she's like, I bought this. Do you want me, would it be okay if I turned it? You probably don't want me to turn it on in your house, the Ghost Radar app. And I was like, go for it. <laughs> go for it, Karen. And she did. And um, it was the three of us. Uh-huh. I was sitting over here. And so um, Jen Kirkman was sitting. Mm-hmm. And she turns it on. And the app will talk to you. And it said something like red sweater or something. And... <laughs> Jen Kirkman goes, I have a red sweater in my car, and I was chilly. Oh, my God. Um, I will put the link, by the way, to that episode so that people can re-listen to that one. Because it's a great episode. Because the two of them are into ghosts, and they're into tarot cards, and they're into... into, and, And I had a friend go through this very house when we moved in. And do some feng shui. You did? I did. I'm any not above sage? it. Did you burn any sage? I, I consistently <laughs> burn sage to the point where Andy will come in and go, really? What's happened? <laughs> sage? Do you see those crystals on the next to the phone over there? Yeah. Like, I've been picking up some rocks lately. I like, I like the, 
I like rose quartz. It means it I means love, love rose quartz. <laughs> it means love. And then the purple amethyst. Then that's intelligence. Oh, that's my favorite stone. It's nice. Do you know what I like about amethyst and rose together? Is that uh, <laughs> intelligence drives love. Or love can drive into. I also like that it makes you talk like this. <laughs> it makes me talk like this because I'm mocking my own dorkdom. Because I'm a, I'm a I'm a hippie freak as much as the next person. Right. Um. But I I do not know about this astrology zone business. Oh, I'm very excited so about great. it. It's so great. So in September, people yeah. should come to this comedy festival. They should listen to this craziness. Passes yeah. are forty five dollars. You get in for the whole weekend. Access to over thirty shows. Wow, that's um, crazy. Which is a crazy cheap price. But then listen to this on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we have a parking lot that we've rented in between all three of the venues, all four of the venues. And um, in the parking lot, we're basically doing our own little, have you ever heard of Unique LA or Renegade? It's our own little mini um, vendor and food market. So we have like oh, wow. 20 or 30 different booths with local vendors and merchants. We have uh, food trucks, retail oh, trucks. God. And then we also have um, Angel City Brewing Company giving free beer in the parking lot from 2 to 6 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. Free Harito sodas, free water, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So this That's is going amazing. on during the festival and people can and that'll be Saturday out. and Sunday during the day during the day and shows start at two o'clock so and two and they go to like midnight or something yep oh my god yeah it's gonna be really really it cool it really sounds fun really really cool and, and everything is limited so get your passes is it early. downtown it's downtown LA yeah on Main Street between second and third the venues are the downtown independent theater which you're aware of right the smell the Jalisco five stars bar uh and then obviously and KCRW is presenting the lot so they're a huge sponsor oh my god IFC is a huge sponsor HBO all that okay stuff. people are on board yeah and you got some great name comics and um and I've been meaning to have you on to talk about our <laughs> mutual fathers and their yeah. insanity. They are insane. So uh, we, we did some astrology. We did some mutual father insanity. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abby Launder, people, Americans. Bye, uh, everybody. Thank world, you. World listeners of the Dork Forest. <laughs> RiotLA.com, at RiotLA, at Abby Launder with an E. And uh, and me, Jackie Cation. Uh, you've, you've, you've chosen wisely. See you next time. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance, then it sounds like a Mexican hat dance. It's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?